0: hello and welcome once again to the how long to beat podcast Uh, i am rick joined by paula hello and alex hello welcome back once again um you know the drill by now we're on episode 87 right yeah it's yeah we've been doing this a while we probably Um, already have done 100 (laughs) episodes because we've done the new game pluses too so (laughs) it's we're we're definitely close there like yeah yeah because it'll be end of october's like when we started right so it's approaching the two-year mark
1: almost two years let me
0: park let me park this this existential crisis that we're having so games that we've beaten retired are currently playing this week's topic is palette cleanser games which is actually quite appropriate because i've completed a couple of games i would consider to be palette cleanser games um and then we will finish out with the first episode of the next this time i think fourth round of the new format of how How long long to
2: to be the the game
0: uh right so i'm gonna kick us off with completions this week because i've got a few short ones and i actually don't think it's gonna take too long i'll just sort of dip in and out of them so um first one is real mist masterpiece edition for pc um and the the thinking behind playing this one was literally just that there's an extra world in some versions of mist that for whatever reason wasn't put in the vr version um so are you either if you familiar with Riven and how that ties into Mist?
2: No.
1: No, like I I know of it but I don't honestly know.
0: <clears throat> I I'll spare boring you too much because it is like a deep dive into very very deep Mist lore, but basically um in later versions of Mist including the DS version which you absolutely shouldn't play, uh there is a bonus world after you get the good ending called Rime R I M E. Um, it feeds into the plot of later games and it gives you a bit more background into um, certain things that Atrus um, was doing with his children, Sirius and Achenar, um in some of the other ages of Mist before everything that goes down prior to the events of the main game. Um, it's very short. It, it's not like super deep. And the main purpose of doing it is tying it into the sequel and also just giving you a little bit of extra sort of flavor information. So it was a real quick turnaround. It was like half hour total because when you know how to complete Mist, um, you can actually get the good ending in like 15 minutes. Um, like you have to get all the markers on the island. So there's one puzzle that you need to know the solution to. Um, but because I'd recently played the whole of Mist again, I knew what I was doing. Um, so I spent about 15 minutes doing that and maybe another 15, 20 minutes in Rhyme. Um, they, it's very tacked on. I can kind of understand why they didn't feel the need to add it if that's for the reason. That it wasn't in um, the the most updated version of Mist. It's a nice little addition, and it was kind of nice to go back and appreciate just how much work went into the VR update. Because Real Mist is pretty patchy. Like, it's it's not a great conversion in a technical sense. Like, it's three D Mist. You're walking around what was a slideshow in a three D space, but the textures are way way down. Everything's a little bit more janky um it's interesting looking back into the history of it when it first released it barely ran on most computers um and then they updated it so i think it released originally in like 05 06 and then they updated it in like 2014 and that's the version that i played um not necessarily what i think if you want to experience rhyme um and don't happen to as i already did have real myths in your library just go and watch rhyme on youtube it's like a 10 15 minute thing um but that was a nice little diversion. Um, debating now whether I want to go back into all the other missed games. Probably one for the future rather than one for the now. Uh, there's a reason the first one gets re released all the time, and the sequels yes. kind of don't.
1: <laughs> well, they struck gold um, the first time. It's hard to repeat that, you know. Like, yeah,
0: and and Simon Worlds' entire existence as a developing house has basically been chasing the dragon that is missed. Yeah. So it's for sure an interesting one. Um, Complete tonal whiplash. My next completion is Sayonara Wild Hearts for the PS4. Uh, This game's great. I could not imagine playing it on phone having experienced it on a big TV. And I don't necessarily think it's for everyone. But if it's for you, it is really, really good. And the reason I say I don't think it's for everyone is because the music... It's a bit hit and miss for me. Most of the songs I really, really like. There are some bits where I was like, Ugh. Um, and particularly in the later stages, the game kind of relies on a degree of memorization. There's moves that it expects you to make and do that you couldn't do in a flow state, just playing the game. It, you have to have played the level and failed it a couple of times and trial and error your way back in, which I found a bit frustrating. And I don't think the second half lives up to what the first half set itself up to be. Um, that said inversely the story which i thought was a bit meh to start with um the last level of the game is quite a long sort of um what's the word um not a medley but like a a coming together of all the themes that it builds up within and uh almost a thesis statement on the story the game's trying to tell um and i got tingles playing that part i think the way the game ends really really does a good job of sort of cherrying on the cake this game. Um, it's also worth saying it's very, very short. Um, I spent maybe two and a bit hours on it, but I played a few of the levels quite a few times through trying to get better scores and get some of the optional gems. Um, didn't 100% it, but there were a few levels where they are short. And I was like, oh, come on, I can do this. And you get that, like, just mm. one more go type thing. Um, if you happen to have Apple Arcade and you don't mind playing it on your phone... absolutely no reason not to i think if you're paying at full price sort of 10 pounds plus for this game on a digital storefront on a console i think it's a harder sell i think on sale it's one that's absolutely worth trying if you like either the art style or rhythm games generally um because like i said last week the the rhythm element of it is really really well done um they've, they've done an excellent job of fine tuning the rhythm and the beats and and that that is persistent throughout despite my other criticisms of the game um have either of you two played this one yeah. i feel like i asked you this time and i feel like you both said no
1: no i beat it on yeah. switch
0: oh fair. do you know what? it's probably an excellent game for switch i think switch is probably the, the perfect middle ground for bigger display you still got yeah. the buttons sort of thing
1: in in fact that uh, yeah i would i would say switch is like one of the best ways to play it for sure and like i think it goes on sale there a lot like i i know i picked it up for only a couple bucks like i didn't i didn't pay a bunch for it um
0: and at that price, it's a no-brainer, I think, um, particularly if you like rhythm games. But full price is hard to sell.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I think it's a game that people should definitely check out. Like, it's just, it's unique, it's interesting. It's kind of like playing a music video. Um,
2: mm.
1: I, I think that's the best way of describing it, honestly. It's, it's a, a game music video. <laughs> Do
0: you know what? It almost feels like you, the other way around. So you know when some artists, like, decide that actually they're filmographers? And they make all the music videos for their album into a film, and the film's not very good. Yeah. It's like the other way around. Someone had a story to tell, and they were like, actually, I need to make an album out of this and made Mm -hmm. the music to go with the visuals. But the end result is much better than the other way around. Um, You know, it still has its flaws, but it it kind of feels like it's born from that same kind of thought process to me.
2: I
1: can buy that. I can buy that. Um, Yeah, I don't know. It's just really, it's a really cool game. Like it's, it's a very unique, uh, idea and like, it's full of artistry and I don't know, I I do highly recommend it for folks, but you're right. It is, I think not like an acquired taste, but a specific taste in some ways, you know, like Mm. it's definitely one where if you're a little more, um, if you're a little like, you're not averse to kind of experimental, maybe not like heavily gameplay focused games that are trying something a little different you're gonna have a good time but if that's not your thing that's fine we just, this probably won't be it, <laughs> it's, it, it won't there's definitely it a lot way.
0: of moments of what on earth am i playing and i think if you're not open to that kind of thing and just going with it it's probably the kind of thing that some people could bounce off i think probably for our yeah. community maybe not so much but as a general thing
1: i think yeah if you listen to this podcast you probably are a gamer who will like this game <laughs> there's a high, <laughs> high <really> likelihood <laughs>
0: um the next one i played is a game called divination i picked this up on a whim on switch it went on sale at like half price or something like that and it gave me um sort of flashbacks to a, a visual novel i played a little while back on vita called synergia um it's a divination in this case not Synergia. Synergia is a very short visual novel um told from a fixed perspective you are a robot. Who um, has an 100 percent accuracy of like predicting people's futures? Uh, they come to you with a question, you draw some runes, and you answer their question, and your answer is accurate to what happens. Hmm. This is a very, very, very light experience. Like I beat it in 40 minutes. Oh, uh, wow <laughs> Which isn't necessarily a problem except there's not really a lot going on in those 40 minutes. Um, The game feels overly long and way too short at the same time. Overly long in that what it does, it does somewhat ponderously, um, and overly short in that it feels like it it doesn't have nearly enough of an exploration of the story and theme it wants to tell. There's the root of something really clever here. Um, It all centers around um, the idea of consciousness and um, a future where robots... Um, experience the malaise that some humans feel and want to end their existence. Um, and touches on some really interesting roots out from that frame, but never really gets there, never really gets going, never really gets the chance to, because it ends before it can even begin. Which is a shame, mm-hmm. because the art is quite nice, the music was really good, but it's all over so quickly, and I feel like I never really got to see what was there to be done. So probably one to avoid, but I would love them to do more. And I would love to see more in that vein. Um but even even on sale, I can't recommend this one because the experience that you get is so flattered. The only the only way that I would maybe recommend it is it seems like the kind of game that's built in such a way that if you want um a platinum trophy, if you're on a a platform that gives you those things, you could probably follow a guide and get it in a matter of minutes. But that's not why I play and I don't think it, it's why you should get this game. Um, so that that was a little bit disappointing.
2: This um, one
1: and then radio? finally, sorry, what you saying? I was just wondering if Palace heard of this one. I don't know. Visual novels, I was
2: thinking. <laughs> I was trying to think because there, there's a, another game that was made for a game jam mm-hmm. that kind of like it's kind of like a counterpart to what you just said that uh, you're a robot, you can uh I guess guess what the exact future of that person is. Mm-hmm. But in that in the case of this other game, which I am trying to look up because I can't remember the title of, <laughs> it is the total opposite. You're just trying to guide someone using divination techniques. Okay. But at the end of the of the oh, Like at the end, you don't know if the way you interpreted the, I think, are the dice or or like cards or whatever, the -hmm. way you interpreted that person's uh, current, like, whatever is going on through this person's life and the future. You don't really know if you interpreted that correctly, or even if there's like such a future like awaited for them, and that. In its own way, it's kind of like very, very interesting because mm-hmm. it gives you like this open-ended game where at the same time, there's still fun in trying to, to read like through this manual that you have, the symbols that you have on the table and try to guide the person based on that.
0: And that sounds way better than what I played, to be fair. That sounds way better than what I played. The the whole divination mechanic doesn't really get explained. It's They had a flowchart of things they wanted to go to, and the easiest way to make it happen was just to say, what you say happens, happens. So, for example, minor spoiler, (laughs) one of the people you do a divination for is a hitman, and he says, I've I've got 100% success rate. I'm really good at my job. I've got a funny feeling about this one. Am I capable of doing the job? And if you say he is, he does. If you say he isn't, he doesn't. And it's not like you're necessarily influencing that per se because his reaction in both cases is more or less the same. Um, it's just a way of you directing the story down whichever flowchart you want it to go. And if that was a conversational thing where actually, if you said no, their ego was a little bit bruised and you know maybe you can see how that's coloring their thinking, that could be really interesting. But the game just doesn't even try. And that's the frustrating thing. Whereas what you're describing, it sounds like that's exactly what they've honed in on. And that I think is probably one of the more interesting components of that. Um, One of the things that they could have done. Um, And one of the things that it's a crying shame that they didn't basically. Yeah. And then uh, the last thing I played, or the last thing I beat rather this week was Metal Slug 5.
1: Nice.
0: Um, So I played this on Vita via the PSP Anthology Collection. Um, Very, very soulless. And even, like, having taken quite a bit of a break from the Metal Slug titles, I was doing a marathon and I stopped at four, like, seven or eight months ago, just because life got in the way and I never came back to it. Five is very, very by the numbers. It feels like someone was given a month to take assets from all the previous Metal Slug games and just make a new campaign. Um, and they did it. They did it, you know, competently, somewhat sloppily. And that's just where they're at. Um it was inoffensive like the, the core gameplay of metal slug is still fun and when you're not counting the quarters the the cheapness of the deaths doesn't really matter so much you can just blast through and enjoy it but it it's it's not great and it's probably up there with four as my least favorite of the ones i've played so far uh well below even um metal slug advance which wasn't great and the two neo geo pocket uh, ones which are actually really quite good if a little bit different um i don't really have any more to say about that one than um i hope six is an improvement the impression i get from consensus is that it's a little bit better and then seven is better again but we'll see i'll, I'll be getting to those in the next month or two um
2: i have to say i found the game
0: i have it's called cool. where they fall um it's my edit so i'll make sure i put a link to that in the description down below absolutely so wherever you're listening to this there will be a link of some kind that you can follow or copy into a browser.
1: Yeah. It looks neat.
0: Mmm.
2: Right, yeah,
1: right.
2: This okay. was made, like in a week.
0: Oh, wow. No, uh, in a weekend. Mm. I, do you know what? Whoever made Divination, I, I... Probably quite mean. I can't imagine they spent that much more time on it. They would have written more if they'd spent more time on it. They just straight yeah. up would have. Um... Probably. Yeah, so anyway, that that's me. Um... Alex, you've beaten a couple of Playdate games.
1: I have. One of them is not really a game. And I'm not jealous at all. It's an art gallery, Art 7. It's just, it's an art gallery. So I guess I've completed it. Um, I I went through the gallery. It's fun. There's little secrets in there too that are really cute. And it's uh, really uh, a fun little gallery thing. I liked it. Uh, But then I beat Bloom, which is definitely the best game I've played on Playdate so far. Um, It is, honestly, could have been like a flagship title for their first season um i think it's kind of wise that it's it's not because it's definitely worth paying for um just a really wonderful little life sim piece right like you're just because again i don't want to go into too much detail but basically like the core mechanics of the game are checking your phone responding to your conversations uh planting your garden up on the roof and just like harvesting your garden in a while um and there is like a official end to it i think you can keep going afterwards if you want i didn't because i was like well once i've seen the dialogue I'm, i'm i'm kind of good and i'm done um but it's just a cute story it's a cute queer love story in japan um and i was just like yeah what the one thing i will say is that it's clearly not written by japanese people like they're not japanese the the individuals who created it and at times it sort of made me go like, so why is it set in Japan? And I think it might only be for aesthetics, I guess, do you know? Like, I think it's just cause, oh, you know, Japan, it's Japan, you know what I mean? Like it's that, that sentiment, which is fine, but truly it felt like it did not have to be set there and it could have just been set wherever they're from. And I think it would have been just as fun and fine. <laughs> um, mm. There are cu- some cultural things that come into it. Um, which I think is neat. And I can't speak on the authenticity of those because guess what? I'm not from Japan. (laughs) So I don't know. Um, could be totally authentic. Could not be. Um, but yeah, that's just the one thing about it that like, you might, it, it might take you out like a tiny bit, but I don't, I think they did a wonderful job either way. Um, and I really like, like, I think the characters they created are very compelling. Um, your protagonist is not necessarily like uh you know like universally lovable they're a they're a very normal person and they have their struggles and they go through their own things and i really appreciated that because i don't know i felt like a real i felt like a real person that i was playing guys and they frustrated me sometimes because sometimes they wouldn't respond to messages and i wanted to respond to messages and i couldn't respond to messages and i was like i was like <laughs> Midori, what are you doing? Um, and that was really fun. I was like, I like that you actually simulate that feeling. And like, it, it's, yeah, it's very good. And it's nice because it's semi real time. Like it's not, it's not. So like, you're not going to be like getting messages at the actual time that it would say in the game, but it does make you wait. So like you will do some messages and then you'll need to wait a little while. Um, and so it really, the way that the game functions, like I I think I, I, I when I was keeping track, it was something like about five and a half hours-ish, I think, Um for, for this one it's a long game but that is spread out over like a full week or and a half of playing right and playing in design to be picked chunks.
0: up and put down yeah exactly
1: it's very much it's like i had my play date like next to me kind of all the time and every once in a while i would just pop on and check and play a little bit and what it made me really want is a fucking farming sim on the play date or something like that because this thing is fucking tailor-made for that like a little thing where you're mm. just like building and designing and some stuff it's so ready and like because bloom was basically that, but eventually you just don't really care about your flowers because you're done, right? Like you've, you've collected everything you need. Um, so yeah, super recommended. It. It's ten bucks, um, which I think is completely worth what you're getting. Um, mm. uh, and especially for like the the level of the writing is quite good in it as well. I think it might have been their first time too, which I am I'm quite impressed because I think they did a very a, a very remarkable job with it, and it's uh one of my favorite experiences that I've had this year uh, with the game. Um,
0: nice. And I think it's totally fair for a niche platform like that that you do pay a little bit more, yes. on the basis that it's for a small core of you.
1: Exactly, mm-hmm. like it's we're a small group. Uh, there's not as many of us, so like to you know get back what you put into it. I'm perfectly fine with paying a little more, you know. Um, yeah, and there's not that many games, right? And so like what what's interesting about it being a small community is also that you know what are what's good and what's not because they tell yeah. you right away, right? Like it's such a small community that it's like everyone tries it and goes that's a hard no for me on this one, or that's a yay on this one. So like, I'm finding that the really good stuff rises up to the top really easily, um, which is kind of a very refreshing feeling in gaming at this point, because, and like, listen, you know, not behoving me to complain that there's so much to play, but there is, there is so much to play uh, these days. And that's awesome. But sometimes it's nice to have a little thing where it's like, actually, there's not much to play. There's only a specific number of things that are out right now, and they'll probably only ever be a specific number, and that's kind of awesome.
0: <laughs> totally get that. I have a related question. How yeah. easy is it to multitask between different games on the play date?
1: Pretty easy. I mean, you just click home, and like most games have like an autosave of some kind. And so um, you just click the home, and then you just flip to the next one and load it up. Like it's pretty it's really quick. Like, I've, I I, mean, if you've seen my thing, I've been playing like five or six games at once. That's why I'm asking. Just, yeah. Yeah, it's quite easy. I left Bloom on a lot. I did notice that sometimes if I left Bloom on overnight, like I had my lock screen, when I would open it up, occasionally it would be kind of like frozen or like there'd be something kind of like it was like it like wasn't quite going. But all you'd have to do is click home and we'd go home and then you'd load it back up and it was fine. Um, so I don't know if that's just because Bloom is like keeping track of stuff as it's going along and so maybe when it's running for a long time the game's just kind of like ah, give me a break for a second Um, but it never like you know what I mean like nothing, it's not like I ever lost anything or something like that it was more just like the game I think was like I've been chugging, <laughs> so you're like, right, yeah, hang me okay. for a
0: second sort of thing.
1: Yeah, you know how some games are like that, right? Like some games when they when they go for way too long. Like I think Cyberpunk had that issue for a while, where like longer play sessions would cause uh, more problems to happen and stuff. And um,
0: before like the one point oh five patch, absolutely yes, right? Exactly. If you played for like four or five hours, you were, were taking your situation has, but the autosave on it was so generous and. A bottom line, almost like you're saying, I've never lost anything.
2: Kind yeah, of thing.
1: and that's the same thing with blue, like Bloom. There's no saving; it's just it's always, it's always saved. Like you don't have to do yeah. anything; it's just always where you left off. Um, which mm-hmm. I have to say is kind of like a beautiful thing about the Playdate as well is that you're getting Game Boy style games without any of the bullshit of that. Um, so they'll have password systems and stuff, but they don't really matter because basically every single game I've played just remembers where you are. And it's just like, yeah, mm. here you go. The only one that you do have to like manually do a save is that Conquest of Helios one, but that's fine. Like, it's a, it's a very easy manual save. Um,
0: but that probably takes us beautifully into your retirement. So, I mean, if you just want to roll through and tell us about the playdate yes. games that you've retired, mm-hmm. one of those is Conquest of Helios.
1: Yeah, I just was kind of done because like it's like it's not a bad game at all. It's just it's extremely simple, right? And I noticed okay. that I got to a point where. Um, I had expanded my empire quite a bit. I owned three out of like six of the territories. And now what I need to do is actually have to build up my armies all over, like again. And like, really, it's going to take a long time to get like up to a strength where I can invade the rest of the island. And I was just kind of like, uh, that's going to be a little too much time for something that's ultimately just kind of a fun little distraction. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, Conquest of Helios is, is cute and fun, but it's not much more than that. This is no grand strategy game. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's yeah, it's a simplistic strategy game. It's and and the developer also makes no intimation that it's anything other than that. Do you know what I mean? Like they're very yeah. very clear about it. He's like, look guys, just try playing it. This is just a fun little strategy game that you can play. Uh, have a good time. You know what I mean? And so I think it's uh, it, there's no frills on it. It does not lie about what it is uh but it's also not a game that you really beat like you could i guess beat around if you wanted but like the point is you can just play it as many times as you want and so i was just kind of like i'm good i'm done um but it's worth it i recommend looking at it uh i have to say the second week of playdate games mm, not so great um this one was definitely (laughs) it's it's definitely a down drop from the one because one of them is not a game and uh one of them is decidedly not as fun as it looked, <laughs> uh, it's fine. It's just, it, this one relies heavily on the crank, which is actually works quite nicely and is fun. Uh, but it's just kind of a memorization type game where you're just kind of, it's a lot of pattern memorizing. And sometimes you you can't even like react properly. You just have to like die and then learn. And I don't love those kind of games. Some people really do. I don't, I'm like, no, thanks. I'm not, no good. So this one, this week was a swing and a miss for me. Uh, one of the games I think could be actually something that people might really love. It's just not for me. Um, so I think it would just depend on like your interests and whatnot. Um, Mm. so yeah, which is why I'm glad I got that itch.io bundle because, you know, I played those two games and I went, well, that's kind of sucked for me. And so I'm like, I guess I'll just wait tomorrow. I'll get two new games. Um, so I'm just like, you know (laughs) what? I'll just play the other ones while I wait. And so. I can't complain. (laughs) Um, And that's it for for me, just all that Playdate stuff. So Rick, what about you? I see you retired our good friend, the shooter.
0: Yeah, so (laughs) Remnant from the Ashes. Not surprised. Obviously, we spoke about it last time we recorded. I was like, it's fine. I like it, but I don't know why. And then I played a little bit more the next day, and I stopped, and I thought, and I was like, do I like it, or is it just not done anything offensive enough for me to not like it? And I think that's that's ultimately where I land. Like, it's not that it's good. It's just not doing anything interesting enough to be bad. And I'd hit like two and a half hours of playtime. I had a look on HLTV. Great website, by the way, if you're looking to find out how long a game's going to take to beat, dot I don't know if any of you have heard of it. But it was looking like another 10, 12 hours, even if I bum-rushed the story to beat it. And I was like... That just sounds like work to me. So I retired it. Uh, There's other things I'd rather play. There's lots of other things that I'm having a blast playing right now. Um, And I just didn't want to play any more of it. And I'm glad that I freed up that PC slot um, for one of the games I'm going to talk about in my playing when we get there. If we move on to what we're playing, obviously, Pally, you've not beaten or retired anything. But you and I have both been playing um, a game we played an X-Fest demo of.
2: yeah tell me the in the good one. audience what
0: you tell me in the good audience what you think about that one
2: It is a very wonderful game. I am currently mm-hmm. like halfway through it yeah and it is adorable like the rail is a puzzle game where you have to bring your little wagons to the um uh, main body of the train so it can depart. The thing is, is you have usually a finite amount of rails to lay down and sometimes you have other puzzle elements such as these buttons that allow you like to rise or lower a barrier or the other buttons that allow you to change the way a rail goes. So the more you advance through the game, the more gimmicks like this you unlock. And currently, I have a gimmick that I have to pick up passengers right now, and it has a become a very, very interesting little puzzle game in that regard. Because holy crap, some of these levels are hard as well.
0: So I mean, if you want me to tag in that, it's interesting the way that those harder balls levels tie in, because like half of the levels are off the main completion path. So it's got like one, 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 two, one, three. But then I'll we'll have like one three A, one three B, and you if could you just stay there
2: off like, the rails,
0: <laughs> yes, you absolutely could.
1: Fair God damn it! I are a round
2: of a fast form break. Oh. I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> You've ascended.
1: power, and I'm
0: scared. But I kind of like that because if you want a casual, chilled-out experience, you just hit next level every time. If you want to really, really push yourself you can really push yourself with those levels. Um, we should say, so I don't think we have said yet, um, this is a game by uh, a developer called Afterburn. Uh, they've made two other games that you'll have heard us all rave about. In Bento, um, which Paola was good enough to bring to the attention of Alex and myself, and also Golf Peaks, um, which I'm not sure if either of you two played that, but I played on my phone. I did, yeah. Um, I have there- it yes, on my phone yeah, um uh, so their thing just seems to be grid based puzzle stuff and the rails are on a grid it's definitely a bit different from the other two because what in and golf peaks did is they gave you specific moves uh golf peaks in the form of like cards that told you what kind of golf shot you were going to do mm-hmm. uh, and in bento in the form of like the, the the pieces of sushi bento tile stuff that you put in the boxes um with Railbound, they give you like a free grid and then say, play whatever tracks you want into it um, with certain exceptions. And I think it's a different enough take along with everything else just to make it really, really interesting. Um, So far feels like the tightest of their puzzlers to me, maybe just out of head of golf peaks. I think I'm about the same point as you, I'm like in world four, um, I've just gotten to like some of the signal changing ones, the yellow tiles. um, And that started throwing me for a loop. Um, how are you finding it on PC, is my question, because I'm playing on mobile. I know you're playing on your computer.
2: It's uh, pretty good. I don't have any trouble with it because I thought that using a mouse instead of, I think, you to to build the rails would make it a little bit like finicky, mm-hmm. but it hasn't. So at the very least, the PC version has been a very solid one good yeah because i played that
1: on pc when i when i started and it was snappy on pc from what i remember
2: mm. i mean
0: it's good on mobile you definitely have to redraw tracks occasionally um but that's just because of the way that the the curved parts of the tracks when you've got like three directions coming yeah. off a track go but it's always easy enough to do um and there's like quick shot buttons for undo last action and reset the board um which i imagine are on pc as well because it'd be the same UI. Um, yeah. I, all of which is to say, I'm, I'm assuming you feel the same way, Paula. Like this is a big recommend from me. Um, I don't know how much it's on PC. It was like four pounds on mobile, and I think that's a really, really good price for what you're getting. Um, and I, I can't see this game screwing up. I think it, it, it. I'm expecting it to last all the way through and be excellent because that that's the dev's pedigree. Yeah,
2: I'm trying to see like the price on PC and. It looks to be around like six dollars. It is currently on ten percent off.
1: Yeah, the price was very
2: depending on the country because you know we, like, we tend to get the games a little bit more, uh, a little bit cheaper in regional pricing.
0: Being what it be, yeah. yeah.
2: But th- for the price, like yeah, the game has been fantastic for that price. I would recommend that, like hands down
0: yeah I, I i would have happily paid a few pounds more than i actually ended up paying to be fair so um yeah and it's worth saying like aesthetically this game is wonderful as well it's not like just a, a mechanically good game but visually yeah. it is wonderful it's a little bit different to what they've done before it's a lot more self-shady um yeah. it's got a bit more 3d a bit more of a pop to it um and the the music and the, the sort of um Sound effects and stuff like that are really nice. There's a really satisfying choo choo whenever you like complete a puzzle and the track goes <laughs> and the train just goes spiraling off. Yeah, so it, it, the game's showing up as like £10.29 um in the UK version of Steam. Currently there's a 10% discount on top of that. Um I think if you want to play on PC, that's a fair price. For me personally, I think mobile it is a better home for this and it's definitely cheaper on mobile. Um but I think it, it's well worth what they're charging wherever you end up playing it. Um yeah, me and Alex have talked loads, Pally. You tell us about the other games you're playing at the moment.
2: Well, I played a little bit of the lane of Zelda Link to the past, not mm-hmm. enough, like to to have its own section, so we move on. Um <laughs> the other two games that I'm playing are, as always, Age of Myers 4, which by the way, I got to the rank of Gold 2.
1: Nice. Somehow.
2: Ooh. And uh, I was, like, on my way to goal 3, but some HRE guy just stood in my way. Okay. So I couldn't get to goal 3 this week, but I will get there eventually. Which, by the way, I have a very good match, like, this morning. Hmm. It was a mirror match against their HRE on the um, Highlands. The, the map where you have, like, the two uh, little... Hills where the civilizations are. Hill and um, Dale? Hill and Dale, thank you.
1: I know my maps now. <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, I, was on, I played on Hill and Dale, and it was a very good match. And it was a very intense match because being both HRE, we were both trying to get the relics and the sacred sites. And we were like sniping each other's uh, prelates and trying to get to the relics before the other person uh, got to relics. And at the yes. end, I made a big mistake of not building a keep uh, in the middle. Instead, I was like building production buildings in the middle and trying to to have like my forces like to my what's the what's the word for it, um, my reinforcements be closer to their base. Mm. But in the end, since I didn't have like an, enough like. Uh, like, a big enough army at that moment. And I made the mistake of losing, our, like, more than half my troops, I or even, like, 90% of my troops in that one encounter. I lost the game. But it was a very good game. I haven't had, like, uh, like that kind of, like, back and forth, Ooh. continuously back and forth uh, in a while now. Yeah. And...
1: I was gonna say it's tough yeah, because too because like, if you get your you get you get close to your enemy and it's awesome, but then you're also close to your enemy.
2: <laughs> We're also close to your enemy,
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> and I don't know, like the thing with other matchups that I had is that I either have to play very defensive or have to uh, play very offensive and somehow steamroll the other player because they they get like overwhelmed at some point. But in this case, it was like our, uh like we were pushing and pulling a we just both were pulling a rope, and the first one to make a mistake will fall on on their faces. That's Ugh. that's what it felt like. And it was awesome. And finally, I've been playing P of Era, Fated Memories. I am at the end of Nicolas Route right now. So next week we'll probably be on Jang's route. And I forgot how in the at the start of the game, when you first get like affected by this uh, mafia group, it's like, oh, but they, they are mafia, but they don't look that bad. And then you get into a third chamber because you were curious about that guy who they brought in. And it's like, oh, yes, yeah, this is mafia. Mm-hmm. And this is brutal. We just don't get to see uh, that like very often in this particular route. But when you do see it, it is very bloody and not too pretty. So story wise, I think the first route like tells you like very little of what the overall or the overarching plot is. Which for anyone like getting to the game might be frustrating in a in this in in one on one side, in the sense of, oh, I have no idea what is going on, but mm. on the other side, you also get to uh, see like the the world building without the extra layers of complexity of the story, which, in my opinion, is a lot more nicer. And that is from that is is from me, uh, Alex. Why don't you tell us about Live and Life? By Life? yeah
1: i've been playing more alive alive i think i'm uh i'm almost I, i'm on i have one chapter left so i'm doing the and then there's like you know whatever is after that. i don't know what's after that but i assume there's something after that
0: <laughs> i think there's more after you finish the seven which one have you got left to play
1: the far future one um that's the
0: one i'm currently playing i think i've more or less caught up to you now actually so um right. i'm playing the far future i've got near future to play and then that's me done with the original okay. seven as well
1: yeah, near future is interesting. I find it, I found it really bad at first and then it got kind of, and then it was okay. A, after a certain point, it, it got, it got more fun, but the first part of it was very just like back, forth, back and forth kind of shit. And then it unlocks into something more interesting. Uh, the far future so far is fine. It's kind of adventure game-ish, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it's okay. Um, Clearly based off of like, you know, aliens at the time, like, or you know, those sort of sci-fi, f- I don't know, actually, actually, I don't know if there's any aliens in it who come in at any point, but you can tell that it's based off that kind of concept. Cause it's, you know, like you're out in space on a big ship and you're like exploring. No
0: one can hear you scream kind of thing. Yeah.
1: Although I don't know, have you gotten far into it yet? Cause I don't, I, I still, I'm not sure what the, okay. Yeah. Cause I haven't really, I don't really know what the thing is going to be in this one. Like I'm just sort of walking around talking with the crew and stuff. And like, like one guy just went outside and he's got back in now.
0: So you're a little bit, I've literally just woken the crew up. I've gone to the rec room and you know, that arcade machine in the corner.
1: Yeah. You can play that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You can play a game on there. Yeah. So I've I've been playing that part and, and just oh. trying to bum rush the whole thing. I'm a fair bit um, further
1: in than you are. I think then in that yeah. one, I'm probably like an hour into the, into this one. Um, but yeah, the Imperial China one was great. I thought that was really fun. Mm. I love the training. You're like, that was a great idea. It's it's just very fun. Um, great concept uh yeah so so far i'm having a good time i'm, I'm kind of getting it to the point where i'm like okay yeah if, if we can wrap this up in a couple more hours i think i'm gonna be good to go um like i'm having fun with it um it's a fun experiment but yeah i'm, I'm kind of I'm, you know what i mean i'm getting to the point where I'm like i'm good i'm good
0: <laughs> you're hitting the point where you've had your fill, sort of thing almost yeah
1: yeah exactly um played some more disco elysium still an incredible game Again, though, you have to be in the right mindset to read a novel. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Which sometimes I'm not, but sometimes I very much am. Um, tapeworm Disco Puzzle. I think I talked about this last week. It's just really fun. Still going I'm about halfway through it. You know, you're a little worm going through these uh, puzzles, collecting little uh, items and whatnot. It's dope. It's very dope. I've played it as well. You can play it on the Nest too, if you want. I think you can even buy a physical cartridge. <laughs> um uh, I've started playing. So, uh, Playdate has a Picross game. So you better uh, know I've been, been. playing that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, Sketch, Share, Solve. It's in that itch.io thing. Um, I think the idea with this, I'm pretty sure you can get other people's Picross, like maps, into this. I don't know how yet. It comes with 150 made by the creator of it. The- um, and I have to say the pictures that he creates with it are pretty fucking cool. Like better than a lot of the Picross pictures, honestly. Um, and mm. I, I, and you, you guys, you know, you only have the two colors, but at the same time, it maybe because it's so simple and I know that there's only like, you know, black and not even really white, like I don't know, black and not it, black. But, yeah. Black and grayish, um, the fact that you can make so many interesting little pictures with that, when it when you see the full picture, it is kind of like, oh, that's what it is. Cool. Like you had that moment of where you're like, oh, that's neat. So it brought back a little bit of that joy. Because I think with Picross, part of the problem is that, you know, you're playing on like the Switch and you know, it's like a full color machine. And so when you see these kind of like black, and then like often when it, it shows you what it actually is, it like adds color to it, right? Like often mm-hmm. when you do stuff. But the point with this one that's so neat is that, no, no, no they've literally just made images with the black and the gray, right? And so that I think is actually what makes it a little more interesting. So anyway, that's that for uh, Sketch Share Solve. It's great. Um, I started playing Dragon Ball Z Kakarot because it was like 15 bucks used. <laughs> I can stop And I was like, I want to play that because I saw, I, w- I went to see, I think I told you guys, I went to see Dragon Ball Super Zero Movie, Super yeah. yeah. In IMAX, which was so cool in IMAX. And I was like, man, I want to fucking play through the Dragon Ball Z saga again. And I watched a Dragon Ball Z Kai during the pandemic, but I, I only got through about halfway of the boo saga because I got to say the Kai editing for the first couple sagas, like the Saiyan going through Frieza and going through Cell was really good. But then they get to the Buu saga and I feel like they kind of stopped cutting and like adjusting it a little bit. And they just kind of put it out again because <laughs> it's, it's a lot longer and it does not feel snappy. And I kind of burnt out on that one. So I stopped watching. Um, and so I was like, you know what, why don't I just play this game and get the cliff notes of that saga? <laughs> and so I'm like, let's do it. Cause it has all the way up to the boo saga. Then I think there's DLC for like Beerus and stuff, but it's not, I don't think it's that great. I like think it's just a couple fights, but then I think there is an actual standalone expansion for trunks um, in like future trunks. I think there's like a, and apparently that's really fun. Um, anyway, this is probably gibberish for a lot of people, but I grew up with Dragon Ball Z. Um, I absolutely love it. If you do not like Dragon Ball Z, you will not like this game. Just kind of guarantee you won't like you might be fine with it. Um, but if you like Dragon Ball Z, this game is fucking dope. Um, it's just, it's pretty great. One kind of thing that I'm a little like, okay, guys, do we need this many RPG elements? Come on. You know what I'm here for? I'm here to come. Hey, 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 baby. <laughs> come on, right. That's all I want. I just want to fucking beat the shit out of things and go through the anime. And it's fun that way. Um I will say flying with uh flying on um the Nimbus is really fun. Um You can play as different characters throughout, I believe. Um Obviously right now it's just as Goku. Um It looks wonderful. Because, you know, it's that beautiful cel-shaded kind of art style. Uh, and it follows the entire, like, this, it starts the Saiyan saga. And it has a really nice recap, actually, of Dragon Ball. So, like, I watched all of, like, uh, another, like, Dragon Ball kind of abridged version uh, that cut out some of the chaff. And I watched that, and it was really good. Um, and so this one actually does a great job of kind of recapping that story. And then you can find all these, like, encyclopedia entries with, like, uh, screen grabs from the original like anime and stuff and like explanations of things and it's really it's really fun and neat and like it's clear that a lot of love for the series was poured into this game um and mm. i think i've played a fair number of dragon ball Z games and i do think this one stands out just for the fact that you know there is this open world element to it the kind of flying around the combat is still very fun and bombastic crazy battles um and so yeah i i would say i recommend it because i also think it in a way, it mimics part of the charm of Dragon Ball Z, which is the fact that like all these crazy transformations that they all do, they only happen after like grueling practice and training and intensity and like usually through like emotional moments and whatnot. And so the game by being RPG, it it, it kind of mimics a sense of like you have to work your way up to being these this all powerful Saiyan and like going through it. And I kinda dig that. I'm like, it feels thematically kind of cohesive uh as a game. So fun times it's probably a solid seven game overall even just from starting it i think but if you're dragon ball z lover this shit's pushing up to like an eight or nine you know like because it's that kind of faithful and in, in, in how it works and it's got the original voice actors and they're they recorded all these new lines and stuff and it's so good like just it's so good it's so good <laughs>
2: um when you say the original it has the original voice actors you mean the english ones the japanese ones which ones?
1: Well, it's got both from, I don't know, but I'm playing in English because the English actors are awesome and I don't want to listen to it in Japanese <laughs> I, I do not want to read subtitles. Um, and yeah, the English voice actors are fantastic in Dragon Ball Z. So um, it's really, in fact, honestly, like it's one of the few animes where I'm just like, you know what? If you speak English, English is 100% the way to go. It is just absolutely how to do it. Um, I also think that there's more varied voice actors in the English one and the Japanese one, a lot of them, uh, voice many, many characters. Um, but I think, and and that's common in voice acting and fine because often Mm. voice actors can sound imperceptible, but that's not the case with this because like some of the kids are voiced by the same people. And so it just sounds like Goku again. And I'm like,
2: huh?
1: (laughs) But the Goku voice actor, she is incredible for the Japanese one. She's like a really huge famous voice actor um, in Japan and does some really impressive work. Uh, but I grew up with Dragon Ball Z dubbed. That's just how it is. <laughs> uh, but I'm pretty sure you can just swap voices if you if you care and if you want to. So they they give you that option. There's probably multiple voices, to be honest. It's probably not even just Japanese, but I'd have to check.
2: That would be very interesting because um, I wonder if... But in America, Dragon Ball fans are stuck with the L- Japanese or the very like or the Spanish Spanish version.
0: I like to imagine there's a Simpsons-esque like debate going on about which Dragon Ball dubs better.
2: <laughs> there's probably that, probably like one hundred percent. Like, there's always a debate on which Spanish dub is better if it's the. Mexican or, or Spanish or like the Chilean or Spanish, depending on the company. And that never ends.
0: Nope. And then yeah, uh, I don't finally Oops, I don't
1: I think they have a Spanish dub for this one. I think it's English and Japanese. Fair enough. I think. Anyway. Uh yes, finally uh, I've been playing a lot of uh Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Mm. I'm really liking this. I'm having a, it's it is currently Had it released like this, it would have been a game of the year contender, I think, for sure. Like, absolutely. But uh, those managers are fucking assholes who rushed a game out and probably made all those developers extremely sad because they put years and years of their life into a truly quite remarkable piece of gaming. And it is, will never, ever, ever be seen for what it is (laughs) because... They fucked it up, <laughs> um, and I have to say I'm low key salty that
0: I understand it, but I'm salty that like last gen's not getting the expansion either.
1: I, I personally think it's fucking ridiculous if they did put it on the last gen. I understand being salty. I fully get people feeling that, but this game should never have been on last gen anyway, as far as I'm concerned. But um, I get that it functioned, but it's one of these things where I'm just like playing it on the Series X. I'm like. How is this on last gen? Like, honestly, the density of this city. And I noticed it because when I first played it, it was still technically the Xbox One version. Back compat. yeah. Now, as I'm playing it now, this city is so fucking dense, it is wild. Like, there is so much shit going on at all times. It is gorgeous. Like, it is one of the most well-realized worlds I think I've ever played in, in the sense that it feels extremely lived in. Like there is so much going on all over the place. There's fucking shit just breaking out all the time. The amount of fucking random shit that's happening at any point that I could get sucked into is wild. And like, what's also wild is it's just like, the game is straight up like, you don't have to fuck with that, man. Just let the cops deal with it. (laughs) You're like, okay, yeah, I won't. And then sometimes I'm just like, what are these guys doing? Scan them. And I'm like, quick hack everybody and run it and fuck them up. And I'm like, yeah. One thing I will say, the shooting is so bad on console. It is just. That, I don't, because at first I was like, okay, am I just bad at FPSs again? And I'm like, no, 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 no. I just played through fucking Call of Duty a little while ago and I had zero issues with aiming. I was fucking sniping and stuff. There is something going on with the fucking control sticks or analog sticks with the shooting in this. And I don't know what it is, but it's like, I've, I've tried messing around with the sensitivity. I can't seem to get it to work right. It, what it feels like, it feels sluggish. So it feels like as I'm moving, it moves too slow, and then when I stop, it's like my guy keeps going past my targets. And so like I'm like, why can't I? Why can't I get it on the target right? Um, and I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. It just feels so different from any FPS that I've played on console in a long mm. time, and I can't figure out what the problem is. Like I think I have to. I'm getting better, but it has made me uh basically avoid firefights entirely <laughs> so i have barely shot anyone in this game at this point i am very much a quick hacker um and stealth at this point point. and i actually love playing games that way because this actually feels a little bit like playing a dishonored game um and it's really fun and they facilitate a, like there's actually it's, it feels very viable to be stealthy because you're just kind of like this magic stealthy breaching through and like getting into the cameras and tagging everybody. And then like all like short circuit, their fucking optics and take them out. And like, it's, it's kind of more fun than just going in guns a blazing, honestly. Like
0: when I played, I found I had a lot of fun doing what you did, like loading a load of hacks through and then essentially walking in and just like cleaning out the last couple with a shotgun or a smart pistol.
1: Yeah. Right.
0: It's fun. there's There's something powerful about that. Like
1: you won't be able to stop me. Tough. Yeah, right. Like I'm a net runner, basically. That's my. That's the way I'm playing. I'm just hmm. like I'm this corpo net runner who's going through and fucking taking you out with your with his um, axe. Yeah. I finally got a better cyber deck, so I'm just like, all right, now I can really play. Um, mm-hmm. And like, oh uh, yeah, I've got myself all kitted out and lots of good shit. So, yeah, I uh, I think if I were playing on PC, I would probably be doing more shooting because I bet you anything, aiming is a lot better with the mouse maybe
0: i don't remember having any problems on ps4 but it was a while ago that i played so i don't know
1: yeah i just i don't know what it is it just feels like it just feels off i think i have to keep playing with my sensitivity but when i have i will say when i have um like sights on it it's a little easier um like it feels like i'm aiming a little bit better but i even noticed it like i was doing the shooting range and i'm trying to just like aim this freaking pistol and it just felt so slow. So I just, I took a smart pistol that just shot like millions of rounds. And I was like, it's <laughs> like spray and pray. And I won. So I was like, Hey, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I said, it's just, it's a pretty game and it's it got an intriguing story. I'm, I'm probably going to sink a lot of hours into it. I'm glad that it's finally hooked me. Like it, it, honestly, it really takes a while to hook you. I think like you have to get through that yeah. first. Cause it has a pretty long intro segment. Because technically, like, I would argue until, um, I guess until you meet Johnny, because that, I don't think that's a spoiler. Johnny is like Keanu Reeves is in the whole thing. So until you meet Keanu Reeves is in it. Yeah. What? Mm -hmm. Until you meet Johnny Silverhand, like Keanu, I would argue that's kind of the beginning of the game, right? Like once you actually, Johnny, I feel like that's where the game really opens up. Like there's stuff you can do, but really you're pretty limited until then. And it's a pretty long opening moment. It's great, but it's fairly long um
0: it's like eight or nine hours it's almost like a persona game where like until you get through the tutorial dungeon you're not really playing yeah and that that's totally fair like it's very hand-holdy up until the point that that portion of the plot has kicked in which is like four or five hours um I, if not more depending on how much you do ahead of that true. i remember playing a fair, a fair bit longer than that when i first went because i
1: didn't play much ahead of that because I, I knew that i wanted to get past that part um yeah sir. yeah that's just like that was just for me um and then mm. it also because it unlocks a lot of stuff and they give you a lot of like good things like a lot of the side jobs actually there's some good shit that they give you really early on that's like worth yeah like i the early there's side an jobs, I, was, like,
0: I got one of the side jobs i had the whole game through and she kept upgrading it yeah. the the fire breathing one if you got it from i don't the Monk think i Mission. have that
1: one yet but uh, it's on <laughs> my list um i uh i love so the cars in this game control like Grand Theft Auto Car. It's not good. <laughs> yeah. But the motorcycle, very fun. Yes. Much yes. better. Jackie's Arch. yes. oh, that shit is good. <laughs> mm-hmm. I drive that everywhere. You can fly off and hurt yourself pretty bad, but I also find that very funny. So, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> <laughs> and if as long as you have, like I have like a perk that heals me up anyway, so it doesn't matter. I'm like, I fall and then I just heal up and I'm like, whatever. But uh, the motorcycle, yeah, it is way more fun to drive. Like it actually... It feels super fast and quite tight. Like, I don't know what motherfucker was designing the motorcycle and like tweaking the gameplay on that, but they did a good job. <laughs> like it was yeah, really, really. In fact, I I love bombing around on that thing. I have my car now, but I'm like, I don't want a car, I want my fucking motorcycle. And then you can see your character. You looked great. You're just like, yeah. Um,
0: And that's the sign of a good open world, right? Like it's fun to do the travel. I almost never used the fast travel in Cyberpunk.
1: Yeah, I've been using it a fair bit, but not a lot because only if I want to get to a to a mission quickly. But there's so much shit in the world that like you might as well not because you're going to unlock a bunch of stuff as you're driving around. Yeah. So it's better yeah. to just But they also I think they do a really good job though of like gradually easing you into a bunch of things like like their their missions. I find those early side missions as well are really good at like introducing you to a facet of the world that they have. Um, and so you're like, oh, in this one, you're going to meet like a Netrunner. Oh, in this one, you're going to go and you're going to learn about somebody who hands out jobs, you know, in this one, but all wrapped around like interesting concepts, um, that make yeah. them fun. Um, I really like Delamain. I've been having fun tracking down Delamain's shit before.
0: Oh, that mission is that, that whole like quest line is so good. I love it. And the conclusion it. of it is strong as well.
1: Yeah. I can tell they were hinting at something because the end of the first one, you're like, oh, what's going on here? Um, and it ends in a way so that there, you're like, there's
0: like oh, s- yeah. There's like 15 or something like that to pick up across the map. And then if you collect all of them, there's then an additional quest that like closes out that arc. It's well worth seeing the whole thing through. And I think it has some bearing on what ending you get as well, depending on a choice you make in that. Mm. Um, like if you do the quest, it can influence how the ending plays out. But yeah, it's one of the better quest lines. Cyberpunk's a little bit like The Witcher, I gather, Yeah. in that the side stuff is the best stuff. Like the main story's okay but the 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 little side quests are where the gold is hidden.
1: And see I've been getting that feeling which I'm totally fine with because they I do think like like the Witcher does one of the CD Projekt Red's strengths is creating worlds um because mm. that was very much what the Witcher is. The fun of the Witcher is actually for me at least. And like again, it's not it's not to slag their main stories like their main stories are good. It's totally totally good. It's just that they have so many fascinating, weird stories that they want to pop in there. And that if you just go and explore, you're going to find tons of cool shit. Um, Mm. And so I'm, I'm really digging it. Um, And I'm I'm slowly leveling up, making my way through increasing my, my attributes and everything and going through it. There's some that I will admit, like some attributes and stuff. You're like, what is the point of this one? (laughs) But like, as you go through now, I'm wondering, is this one of those games, Rick, where like at the, at your end, Did you have, like, most of your attributes, like, pretty high up? Or were you, like, really low in a couple? Or, like, is it... Like, I'm curious if this is one of those games where, like, you really have to carefully mix which ones you want.
0: Kind of halfway between the two. Leaning towards... um, Leaning towards max most things out. It's worth saying two things. One... um, you can't max everything out, or at least you couldn't when I played because the yeah, level cat so. stopped you before you could put all the attributes and all the things. So mm-hmm. you generally speaking have to at least pick, so you know there's like three main attributes and then like two nice. strands in each one. Yeah. You kind of have to accept that at least one of those is going to be massively underpowered and then at yeah. least one more is going to be moderately underpowered. Uh, second thing to note is that like most of the perk trees were fucking broken when I played the game.
1: Yeah, so they're it kind way kind of did matter. <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) I actually... Yeah, Go on, sorry. No, I was going to say, I've noticed, because I looked up, I was curious, and I was looking for a cyberdeck, and so I looked up some stuff, and there was, like, uh, you know, there's, like, these guides on, like, a really good cyberdeck, and I went and I found it. Everything's different in this game now. Yeah. Nothing, (laughs) if if you see anything that is before literally maybe a month ago, it's wrong. Guaranteed. Like, anything balance-wise, wrong. They have changed this. This is a new game compared to when it came out, honest to God. Like... It's very true. Yeah. And in a good way, like I, I, it feels to me as I'm playing through it that I can't exploit much. It feels like it's like uh, more like plausible. And like, it feels as though when I'm putting points into attributes, it's actually mattering in the world, which is pretty nice. At least like right now I'm probably, I have a, I have a fairly high body, but not a lot, but like mostly I'm going for, uh, uh, intelligence. Um, and, uh, ne- what are them fuck the one that involves um cyber hacking and the one that involves uh, engineering and stuff
0: i can't remember the names but i do technical know what you're talking about
1: intelligence and technical ability that's it
0: yeah i i pumped most of my stuff into i think intelligence and a little bit into body but like more into the gunslinging side of body um at the time i played it those were the places where it seemed like the points were doing the most um, i imagine it's fixed now but when i played um the the meta was Put all your points into like pistol headshots, because if you do that from oh. stealth, you can one shot almost everything.
1: So wait, when you're talking about though, because like, yeah, because I'm talking about attribute points, right? Like, uh, um, not the perk points. I, oh, yeah, I, I it's like eighteen months ago. That's right. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I know I'm you forget. Too, anyway, really no sorry. sorry. <laughs> it's just like I know it was confusing for me anyway. But like, essentially, you have attribute points, which are for skill checks and mm-hmm. bonuses, and then you have the perk points mm-hmm. for the things inside. Mm-hmm, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because you have max 20 attribute points per thing. uh, Mm -hmm. And then a bunch of perks. And yeah, the perks, honestly, honestly, the perks feel like they're fine. I don't think they... Nothing has seemed to massively change how i'm playing do you know what i mean like it's like they're more some perks to more than style? others yeah. yeah some perks are just kind of like oh that's a nice little bonus and like a lot of what i've gone for early on is like get a ton of money from stuff like hacking and things so that i can just be like making as much money as possible throughout the length of the game anyway cyberpunk's fun
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah it's I, the one small comfort just to, to capstone that off um is that when i do end up replaying the base game on a different platform so that i can play the expansion like you say, it's going to be a different game, and there is at least that comfort to it. Yeah. yeah. So, you know. Yeah. I might even play a little bit of it, because they've, with the 1.6 update, they've put some stuff in to tie into the anime that's coming, haven't they? So Yeah,
1: I'm excited. I for it. may
0: well jump in and just play the extra little quest. The anime looks really, really cool. Uh, it's yeah. by Trigger, so Fair. good pedigree. There's
2: going to be an anime. Comes out tomorrow. It, it,
1: September 12th.
0: So we're recording on the 12th, on the 11th. Um, it drops on the 13th, Paula. It's on
1: Netflix. Oh, I thought it was the 12th. Uh, it's 13th. Do know uh, Yeah, Edge Runners is what it's called.
0: And there's a couple of quests that tie characters in, and they've they've put a couple of cross promotion stuff oh. into the game. Yeah, I got Um cool There's like a couple of extra little side missions. Yeah, it was very powerful, um,
1: and it looks nice.
0: <laughs> and by then, I should have finished Breaking Bad, so my uh, my TV schedule will be open. I've got like three episodes left.
1: There you go. Oh, nice. Breaking Bad is excellent. Excuse
0: me. Yes, it is. Yeah, it's um. God, that show goes hard. It's such a tangent, but when I started watching it a few weeks back, um, I was like, towards the end of season one, my friends were like, "Oh, yeah, it's good, but it gets crazy in in season three. And I was like, i beg your fucking pardon. It's pretty crazy now <laughs> That show goes places. Um,
1: yes, it does. and it yes, it does. It
0: very much lives up to the hype, which is good. Um
1: anything else you want to touch on any of your games, Alex? or should I jump in? I don't think I had anything else. I think I talked about all of them. So it is on to you good sir happy day
0: so we've actually talked about quite a few of mine already so we've talked about um live a life we've talked about um railbound um like paula i've started the legend of zelda a link to the past although i'm playing the game boy advance port rather than the snes original i'm in the opening dungeon i've literally just got the sword and shield Mm. um so i'm not far enough in except to say that like it feels pretty good so far but so far is five minutes so you know, um, <laughs> played some more multiplayer stuff this week, got back onto both Rocket League with the new season update and Risk of Rain 2. We, Me and my brother are getting agonizingly close to beating the void ending, which is like the alternate route that comes with the first DLC. Um, I've been switching up characters a few times. So I had been doing a lot of gameplay with the captain and also with um, the rail gunner, who's one of the new characters with said update um i've switched back to rex for a bit and i've had quite a lot of success with his moveset uh, particularly when my brother's playing as loader um you've got like a nice combination of um range healing and also like a degree of stun and clumping together uh, and weakening that sort of synergizes with what he's doing um we're real close we've got to beat the thing soon <laughs> um but even when we don't, we're having a great time, which is the main thing. And you know, Ditto Rocket League—that will never not be a good time for me. Um, I've played quite a bit more of Days Gone. Um, I did have a quick look at like a quest overview. I think I'm sort of a little bit past the halfway point story-wise. It's a difficult one because I keep saying I'm just going to brum rush the story and finish it. But the, when you're actually playing, the gameplay is good enough, and it, it meets out sort of the the side content alongside the main quests at just the right pace that i end up fucking doing everything anyway. <laughs> so <laughs> and uh, that that feels like i'm saying it as a criticism it's kind of a testament to how good the underlying game is even though it is a little bit generic and lacking in like a killer hook. Mm. It's by no means a bad game it's actually a very good game it probably just arrives 3 or 4 years too late and that's such a mm-hmm. difficult thing because it's not the game's fault really it's quite a strange one. Um I am gonna finish it. It's a question of when not if. I'm aiming to get it done sooner rather than later. Um but yeah, it's it's ongoing. And now that I've not got remnants to take some of my time from the like ongoing game that I'll just be playing in perpetuity, that that's got a bit more of my attention. Um I alluded to starting a new game on PC when we talked about my beaten games. Uh that game is Return of the Overadin, um, which is a game that was bought for me at Christmas. By uh by Alex and I I only just started playing but uh, it's very good it's really really cool it's worth saying first of all screenshots do not do justice to how incredible this game looks in motion um fuck knows what Lucas Pope did to make that dithering work so good in a 3D space but by God it does and there's there's so many beautiful little animation effects like the trail that takes you um from a death incidentally in one. Um freeze frame through to where that body was shouldn't work in monochrome. But A, it does, and B, it looks incredible. The way the moon just sits in the sky, the way everything moves around. Amazing. Um, so for anyone who's missed Oberdin, um it is a game by Lucas Pope of Papers Please Fame. Um, you are a, I suppose, an investigator who's gotten onto a a ship called the Obra that had been lost to time. I think you're an insurance Um,
1: guy. I'm pretty sure that's what you are. Is
0: it explicitly insurance thing? I'm
1: pretty darn sure. You're like the insurance Uh, investigator who's like checking to see what happened, yeah. uh, And you have a
0: supernatural relic that allows you to see like the last moments of um, the dead people on the ship. Um, There were 60 crew on board um, and you have to work out what befell all of them. Um, and you do that by seeing their last moments, using context clues to piece together who was who, how they died, and and whose hand they died by, or tentacle, as the case may be. Um, and you have to work out who those people were in clumps of three, which is a clever sort of halfway house between allowing you to to do a degree of brute forcing and guessworking, but without giving you too much scope to just break the pace of the game. Um. I dread to think the process that was involved in trying to put this story together before writing and making it because there's so many moving parts. And what I'm starting to like, because the game's really, really stingy with people using each other's names. Um, There's a lot of using context clues like nationality, um, Mm. job, the locations on the ship that you find. People sometimes allude to who they are. Um, Very, very minor spoiler. Um, There was one situation where someone was asking... um, where his Frenchman was Um, and that context clue combined with the way that that individual was communicated to him to have died um, allowed me to work out both people's identities in relation to each other in a previous thing. And it's so good at giving you those moments of successful detective work and that light bulb switching on in your head. Um, I'm not super far in. I've played a couple of hours. I have... Um, determine the fates of nine of the crew so far Um, and for all the extra things that it's shown me I actually feel like I have as many questions as I have answers which is kind of interesting Um, again very very minor procedural spoiler the game in terms of the vignettes and it shows you and the way things move starts right near the end and then sort of starts working backwards um, towards the beginning of the Oberdin's voyage which is interesting and i think it, it makes a lot of sense based on what it's shown me so far because it, it leaves a certain degree of mystique to what parts fall into place where and when um this game's really good it's really really good if it weren't for breaking bad it would be the only thing occupying my thoughts um i've got a lot of like oh my god what's gonna happen next stories going on in my head and oba is is right up there um yeah it, it's really really good um, very, very tastefully restrained use of sound as well. Um, a lot of drones, a lot of tension building. Um, the voice works pretty strong, even though there's not a lot of it, it's all very, uh, well implemented. Um, I think if I were being a little bit nitpicky, like there's certain parts where movement's not entirely comfortable, Um, and there's a couple of mechanics where actually I think a slight bit more tutorializing could have been useful. Um, so two examples that jump to mind, first of all, um, there's a thing you can do where you right click to zoom in. And if you hold that over someone's face, there's then a shortcut that you can use to go straight to their entry in the book that Mm. you're using to deduce everything. Um, that could have been much better signposted. Um, I kind of found that out by accident. But I, I feel like it's the kind of thing where not everyone will. And actually, it would be really useful to put that a bit more front and center. Um, the other one is there's um, a tutorial for the um, the triangle rating system. So one clever thing that the game does is when someone's entry is in the book, their face is blurred out until the game determines that you have enough information to know who they are. That information is rated on a scale of one to three, one being the most obvious, three being the least. Only if you click on a certain UI element, does it tell you that? Um, I Googled what the triangles were and found out a good hour before the game deemed it necessary to um, turn that tutorial prompt on. Um, And I think that could, again, be better highlighted. But overall, this is such a strong game. Um, an incredible effort from like a solo developer. And irrespective of that context, a really, really good mystery so far. So I'm having a great time with that one. Um, and then finally, from one um, solo effort to another, I am playing one of the last 3DS games ever released, a game by the name of Automaton Lung. Um, this is a really, really bare bones third-person, action-y, platform-y thing. Um, it's more interesting to me as a, a piece of history than it is a, a good game. Um, <laughs> it's it's not a ringing endorsement, and even if you wanted to buy it, it's unless you've got a hacked console um, or funds that you can add onto an eShop account, there's hoops to jump through to get access to this game now. Um, it's fine. It all kind of functions. Um there's I think twenty one levels. I've completed two of them. One of them was straight up just a boss battle. I, I find it interesting and it's easy to dip in and out of and I'll probably finish it. But it is very much a curiosity and and, and not a whole lot more.
1: A truly glowing endorsement.
0: <laughs> yeah, if ever there was one. Um have- so obviously, I know you've played Oberdin So Actually, have you played Oberdin Palace? I do want to jump back into that one briefly.
2: I haven't. So I tried to mentally dip out of the conversation when you were spoiling things.
0: <laughs> the most mild of spoilers. That's a hard game, They think things it's come hard to know. in the first hour.
1: Yeah. I have to say, Oberdin is a tough one. I've always found it hard to talk about because I don't know how to define spoilers for that game. To be honest, I really don't because
2: yeah, I'm.
1: I don't. I don't think anything you said to me felt like spoilers. Um, the the like mechanic stuff is uh, very useful. In fact, there should be a little more of that, um, <laughs> uh, to know ahead of time. I would say, uh, but it's a, it's a weird game in that sense because yeah, uh, it's all about discovering things. It's it's the epitome of the I wish I could forget. Games where like I really play again fresh, yeah, fresh, yeah, but I never will. I'm, I know too much now. I know too much. <laughs> <laughs> and I definitely. The,
2: with... Sorry, go on. Oh, you know, he knows too much. We have to end his end him. <laughs> <That's laughs> yeah.
0: Exactly, what happened. and I, I have to say, I recognize about that about the game. There's a certain degree of reverence as I play it, recognizing that this is my one shot at having this. Um, unfettered experience with the game. Um, I do wonder if that biases it to a certain degree, but I actually don't think in this case it does. I think the quality of it shines through irrespective. Um, yeah, it's too good of a game to
1: give a shit, honestly. <laughs>
0: yeah, that, that's totally fair. Um, probably a really cool spoiler cast one if we all end up getting around to, to oh, beating yeah, it. Be happy to
1: do that. Though it's been so long that I don't know how much I'll remember, but I would happily discuss it because it's amazing um mm. hopefully we... it is on sale soon. oh because it'll I probably be on up. sale yeah should we move on then to yes. our topic for uh this week which is palette cleanser games
2: uh, you know let's just talk about
1: what the heck are palette cleansers which at least for me personally um i i do this with like almost all kinds of media too um like even with even with reading like when i think of a palette cleanser when it comes to gaming i don't even always think of um it being like i need a break between games sometimes it's i need a break between books or tv shows as well like i'll i'll mix my media up to give me palette cleansers and so like for me at times i'll just be like okay i've just played this like ginormous you know uh big ass rpg or something and like i I find myself needing to just not play another huge one right away. Right. And like getting yeah. into something that's just going to kind of like sweep my mind a little bit and just like not entirely be mindless, but at least a little mindless. You know what I'm saying?
0: <laughs> <laughs> and obviously that's like the the origin of the term, right? Like a, a palate cleanser in food is something like a sorbet or, or a drink just to to wash whatever residual taste is in your mouth. So that you can experience whatever you have next, um, fresh. Yeah. And so I, I think. Oh, I'm Sorry. God.
2: Like eating, eating uh, ginger when you're eating sushi. Yeah. Exactly. Yes.
0: Yeah. Exactly. And I think with with that palate cleansing, often like length comes with that. But I think it it a lot of it goes for genre more than content in the sense that, um, like you say, a big RPG. There's the length of it, but there's also the rope repetitive let's say turn-based battles um there's you know doing the same thing over farming various things and sometimes you need to then mix that up and have something that's very active and sort of twitchy and responsive um maybe a lot of spectacle going on to to change that up as much as anything else i think that's maybe where it different differs in media in that the length is a factor but i think for me it's often more about changing it up
1: Variety is uh, the spice like, of life, they say. <laughs>
0: wow! Well, yes, to use some more food references.
2: Yeah, I was thinking like, in general, uh, Cecilia Richards' games are, like, perfect balancers. Yes. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but on the other hand, if I just play a visual novel, I kind of, like, want to be a little more involved in the story or, like, on whatever is happening or maybe not have a story or, or not having to read, which... I find that Picross is a perfect palate cleanser for me when I'm in the, like, I'm trying to get out of storytelling for a bit.
1: Picross is my absolute perfect, because, like, it's not even the length of, like, for instance, those games can take a while, but you can pop in real quick and you can. Play them for a little bit. Like I don't even always go to complete. And honestly, pa- uh pickross for me is like the perfect brain cleanser as well. <laughs> like honestly, <laughs> sometimes I'm just like, okay, I just need to like empty my fucking mind of like, do you know? Because like, it- it's also like time for me to process what I've played. And it's funny because now that we're doing this podcast, I find myself having to like reflect more on my experience with a game so that i can at least speak somewhat cogently on the podcast about like what we're talking about right and, like what i've played and so i find that palate cleansers like picross are really useful for me because they just sort of like they let my brain kind of shut off for a second and just like i'm like processing as i'm playing like what did i play and then like it all comes out you know i don't know i i just i like that shit
2: hmm i
0: definitely get that um i think indie games often do sort of tied that because they have both a focus on lack of length and also on being a bit more experimental to knock things around yeah um so divination was one that i was hoping would be like that and just ended up being quite disappointing for that um Mm. i think a lot of like arcade classics are really good for that because it's mindless action for an hour um i definitely found that when i was playing metal slug five this time but also um like, when I was playing it as part of the marathon a little while back, um, the Metal Slug games fell really neatly between other, you know, somewhat more involved games as, as pace breakers sort of thing. Um, yeah, and, and having Rocket League as a thing I play also kind of helps because, again, that's one where I have the mechanics down, but it, it's very involving, and it, I suppose, like you say, frees your head up while it's keeping you active.
1: Yeah, because like it's it's kind of like I I almost liken it a little bit to like when I was doing sports and stuff, doing like laps or like doing like layups and stuff, and like a basketball. It's this like r- rote um uh, skill that you have tons of ability with, and that you turn into muscle memory. And so, like doing it, you're like you're working your body, but your brain also just kind of can shut off a little bit because you've done this so much that you're just kind of making your body go through not necessarily the motions because like it's more involved in that, but it's like, I don't know. A formed feels, habit almost. Yeah, it yeah. feels rejuvenating in some way. And so like for me, like some of these games are like that where it's like, all right, I just want to put myself into a little quick experience, um, get a little bit of like a, you know, center a little bit and then like move on to something else. Um, and you're right. I do think games are a pretty unique sense in this because even like with, but I do this even with audiobooks, right? Like I'll listen to like a really huge historical like or like you know history book and then I'll be like okay mm-hmm. now I need like a fucking 9 hour uh murder mystery or some shit you know like I'm like I need something like yeah. now like you know you need yeah. this like variety to go through in order to find things interesting and like I also find myself being unable to stay on like one particular game for too long these days at least maybe that's because I'm getting older and I recognize that I have finite time on this planet <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. I would like to have a variety of experience um Though sometimes, you know, again, getting really good at something can also be a really, really, really enticing and fun experience, too, right? So it just kind of depends on what you're, what you're into. But for me, I want variety and mix up.
0: <laughs> yep. And again, that indie stuff ties right back into that. It's just the, the way to go for it. Um, do you guys find you do palette cleansing games on a console in particular? I actually find I do quite a lot of it on mobile just because it's like a break from having a controller in my hand a lot of the time. Um, so, you know, whether it's a couple of rounds of like a little puzzle thing or whatever it happens to be.
2: What, um, on my how long to be uh, page, I'm um, saying that I go a lot, a lot for either Nintendo Switch games or PC games. Mm-hmm. And if you go to PC, I can find like almost everything on itch.io. Yes. And on Switch it's like very easy to just pick up and play something. In particular, there's there's a lot of PC games that I am seeing here in my list. that are either giveaways on the Epic Game Store or that they are on Game Pass. So usually they're not something I buy because I, I want something to play like later when I'm like overwhelmed by but some other game is more like, oh, it is here. I kind of I kind of need like a shorter experience or like something uh, like more wholesome than Café Enchante because, I don't know, it broke my heart or something. Hmm. So, yeah, um, playing something mindless like uh, speakers or like something more, I'm going to say cozy, but I'm not sure that's the correct world. For a street car, cats a street cat's tale. That is like mm. a tale about a cat in the street, pretty much. And and just doing whatever or like playing at short height with which is absolutely cozy. It's like the kind of thing that I'm like usually looking for when I'm mm. I'm like either on the PC or on the switch. Like some short hike. Or, Yeah.
0: Yeah, short hikes, absolutely a great one. it's interesting that you say like you're looking for a, a tonal palette cleanse in terms of this like looking for a specifically nice, wholesome little story rather than no story whatsoever.
2: Yeah, or or something that looks cute. Or anything that is like, oh my god, please take my mind away of the story that I just witnessed, because I've been kind of for life here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, you know, I don't know my shit
1: when it comes to. I told me they fucked. <things. laughs> yeah, you know, it's interesting. I don't, I don't think I'm super console based, or like, like there's a specific one that I that I go for, because um, I I feel like I get into moods about what I want to play when it t- when it comes to like devices that I have, and so like ov- I think an obvious answer might be like Playdate, but. Playdate also, it's not even really palate cleansing because there are such short experiences that it's just like, they simply are. They're, they're like addendums, mm. do you know what I mean? Like it's Like, it's like an add-on to my gaming. But I think these days, PC for sure, because I have this new laptop and like I've been getting into just the world of like, I have so many games now that now I actually feel like I'm slowing down and I haven't really bought any bundles for a while because I think I've got like the main ones that get bundled and so I'm good now. You know what I mean? Like you hit a point, like like Humble put out a really good 2K like mega hits pack, but I was like, I have all of those.
0: I have all of them. Yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and like they put but out that one another one too. But I know
0: exactly the feeling. Yeah. Yeah,
1: And the Starbound one or something where it was like, it, like had all these like uh, Star Wars games and stuff. And I was like, I have all those too. <laughs> I was like, yeah. okay. So now I'm at the point where I'm good now. Like I've got them. <laughs> we're good, you know? Um, and so I love, cause like, again, in PC also, I find has, there are just, there's a lot more experimentation and a lot more short form content I find on PC because I think it can find its audience a little bit easier. There's less barriers to entry as well, right? Like you're dealing less with like Nintendo and Sony, you know what I mean? You're just, you've got it on the PC. You can pop it on there. It's like a little bit easier. Um, still tough, but obviously I think things can thrive a bit more. So, I've found that smaller kind of um, intensive experiences are for me a little more on uh, PC and Switch as well. Because again, that handheld feeling of like, I can be watching TV or something while I'm doing it and kind of like washing myself out a little bit. I think I personally treat consoles as like intense games because you got to sit on the couch and play, right? And like you're sitting there and you're going through and it just, to me, it feels more like I want to sit down and have a gaming session. Not like, hey, yeah. I'm gonna pop in for a second and play a little bit. Because you know what I mean? Like by the time you got everything fucking all going, you, you like it's time to play. <laughs> mm. So yeah, I guess, yeah, PC and in Switch again, maybe for me would be would be where I go. I'm as, I'm assuming similar-ish for you, Rick. I'm guessing handhelds and
0: for sure. I mean, the thing is I do a lot of my gaming on handhelds anyway, so it's not like yeah. that necessarily is a palette cleanse. I think Part of the reason I was asking is because when I look at my own setup, I have so many consoles that it's more I will jump onto a different one rather than I have a palette cleansing yeah. one. Because I've I've got like actively in rotation just with the handhelds, a Switch, a Vita, another Vita, a PSP, mm-hmm. a 3DS, another 3DS, a Game Boy Advance, um, a regular DS. My mobile's got stuff on it um i've got a third ds bouncing around so it's like if i want to palette cleanse let me put down the thing that i've just been dealing with do something on a different console
1: um exactly the same here i've got so many fucking consoles (laughs) i just pick one up and i'm like it's vita month now
0: (laughs) for sure for sure um yeah have you guys got any more thoughts you want to sort of tag into that one or
1: just have one thing it's sort of funny my partner and i were having the discussion actually about like the different mindsets this is something we should talk about later maybe i'll hint at this maybe we should talk about this next week but i want to talk a little bit about the collector versus the the like enthusiast mindset because this is making me think of it when you're talking about like like you and i like we own a lot of consoles and a lot of Mm hands but like my thing is i don't actually go and buy like i don't i don't buy any um really like physical games anymore like when it comes to like older yeah. retro things i tend because i i jailbroken jailbroken so like for me like i don't feel like i have this collector mindset of like oh i gotta get all these things i have this enthusiast i want to actually play these things right so like I'm I get, try the and, things and, and, yeah and, anyway i want to talk about it because it reminds me when you're talking about this like the palette cleanser thing it's that the reason i have all these is because i would like to Play, 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 and pick up and drop and play a whole bunch of different stuff. And that becomes the palette concert. So, anyway, I'd be curious because I think we all have like a varying level of the collector mindset and the enthusiast mindset and stuff. And anyway, maybe next week we can talk about that. <laughs> yeah, was like, yeah, oh, I have I'm... words.
0: <laughs> I, I definitely have an enthusiast that wants to play all the things, but also like I've had a Switch for like a year and I've accrued 21 physical games plus God knows however many digital ones. So, I don't. I don't think I can say I don't want all the physical shit. Like, that's just not true at all.
2: Yeah, I would usually put off getting a game for a while if that meant I can, I can get it, like, physical, especially when I have to wait a couple of weeks for it to chip from Amazon. Mm. Mm. So it's like, I can play it on release date, probably paying less for it, but the box looks pretty.
1: <laughs> win 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 win. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, let's save that for next week then. We'll uh we'll jump in and uh figure all that out. Um Yeah. And that's that. Uh why don't let's we jump through. into How Long to Beat the Game? Um, Rick, you kind of hilariously had like frozen on my screen and we're just doing like a weird like backup smile like
0: <laughs> yeah that's because that's like on my side I'd like gone to tee it in and then you went to tee it in and both our tee ins kind of overlapped yeah. and it was a whole thing and I'm just thinking how the fuck am I going to edit this together so it looks coherent
1: well, and that's... I've already failed because now this is here yeah. yeah it's all good you're good <laughs> you can leave this in um, so I think this is my Probably. go because I won last week so woo woo. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to find a game here for y'all so let's see. And the yeah. game this week is Reseteer, an item shop's tale. Oh, this is like a
0: PS2 era game. Yeah, I remember this one.
1: Oh, okay. Reseteer, an item shop's tale. And I'm going to type this into the chat because it is a weird spelling
0: yeah i i know the one it's <laughs> i don't I think it was on ps2 i think it was ps2 era um but it's it's a pc oh yeah. who's the company yeah it's a very specific company that made a load of like easy middling overly expensive like um
1: it's got good ratings on how long to beat
2: well, it is exactly. on the scheme too
1: it's a it's from yeah i actually i'm not gonna give so many details but it's an old game
0: <laughs> it's a real niche it's, i think it got like a different publisher for steam when it came up on steam i don't think it was
1: you know this Media game station sounds but. like moonlighter like an early version of that you know
0: with less action it was very very yeah item focused, but Moon, moonlight is a very similar concept for sure yeah looks
1: yeah.
2: like you know what let's try this yeah.
1: for this week I want to know the time for all styles. Uh, Okay.
2: Like the the fourth time that you get on on the page?
1: Yeah, Yeah. the fourth time. Well, I almost typed those
0: in the main chat. That wouldn't have been good.
1: No, bad, bad, bad. Bad, bad, bad. I'm just (laughs) curious. I don't think we've ever done the all styles one. Because I I feel like all styles is a tricky one.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because... There's gonna be like probably a a big deviation on on how the
0: trend goes. Yeah, it's like, who knows? (laughs) Which way do the times Um, all skew?
2: Yeah, and also if that 100% time is like a whole fucking lot, it doesn't matter like how little or how not so many people play it if it's like a huge amount of time it will skew it like that way a lot
1: mm-hmm. well good luck
2: <laughs> <sighs> it's...
0: the all styles one's what's throwing me i feel yeah. pretty good about my like regular times but like <laughs> how how does that normal distribution go
2: <laughs> he's probably nut
1: and just so people know, yeah, we're at zero 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 again uh I won last time, so i'm i'm I've been compiling some potential games. We'll do the voting again because I liked doing the voting last time, I thought that was fun, mm. um, so we'll let the community vote once more and and of course, you all can vote on it as well. um I know for sure Resident Evil Two is going to be one of them um. Mostly because I want to play Resident Evil 2 in VR because they have a really good VR mod. Um, And I'm like, I want to do that again. But I also want you to experience the beauty that is Resident Evil.
0: Okay, I'm in. All right, there we go. Yeah, it'll give me a good excuse to play Resident Evil 2 if that's the one we end up going with. I know that's one of the contenders. Yeah, um, I'm still so not sure for the others. but So my family share. I've mean to play it for a while. I played the
1: demo and I liked it. So It's really good. It's one of the best mm. Resident Evil games ever. Like that remake is like, whoa. <laughs> I think, you know what? That remake's my favorite for sure um, at this mm. point. Like I love Resident Evil 4, don't get me wrong. And I bet you when that remake comes out, that'll be my new fame. But uh, RE2 is just sure. it's, it's sublime. All right, here we go. Oh, Okay, so. Do, 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 do. Um, let's begin. So, main story, Paula has said 13 hours, and Rika said 15 hours. The time is 13 and a half hours. Nah. Uh, point to Paula on that okay. one. Okay. Um, so for main plus, Rika said 25 hours, and Paula has said 30 hours. The time is 26 hours. Looks ah, like Rick. Okay, uh, that's you, no, Rick. Right? No. That's me, yeah. Yeah, oh, I thought you I said, like, ah, I, ah, I thought you were know. like, ah, like, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> okay, okay, so for 100%, Paula has said 45 hours, and Rick has said, once it loads here, 55 hours. And I think I've overshot it now. Yeah, 42 and a half hours. <laughs> <laughs> You, you did yeah. indeed overshoot it.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, now let's get to the interesting all styles, which combines all of these times. Um, so Rick has said 19 hours and Paola has said 36 hours, which I'm going to say, Paola, I don't think math is in your favor on this one. Um,
0: no, that's, bold. that's bold. I'm
1: just saying, because in your breakdown, you said 13 to 45. So anyway, it's 17 hours. <laughs> so Rick, yes! you get the two points for that one. Uh,
2: There's victory
1: for the jaws people of just end, out. yeah um, I, yeah that was a good round though very close mm. so it's currently uh, two mm. points for paula three points for rick so that's i mean that's a pretty even split right there
0: yeah, and alex what are you doing you've got no points Come i know on. it's a shame listen honestly
1: <laughs> if i don't win this don't next know. one i'm totally fine with that <laughs> i'm like <laughs> do you know what I mean? as long as i got one right i'm like i just want to get one and then i'm good for a while <laughs> yeah um that is it for this week's edition of the the podcast. We'll see you all next week. Bye.
2: Peace. Bye.